1: Rotom tells you, oh, you got Oak's Ladder. You'd better go to this location, which I am conveniently putting on the map for you and telling you about every 30 seconds for the next six months, every time you pick up your game until you go there.
0: And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one... The only Pucko podcast.
2: It's Pucko. Pucko. It's Pucko. Pucko. The Pokemon Underground Champions League. Oh yeah.
0: Pucko. Love friends, it's that time again. again Listen to the shit with the fun never ends. It's Bucko Bucko Oh yeah <laughs> Your host Drink that And your co-host Every pass It's Bucko Bucko oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
2: And welcome to the 344th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my all-star co-hosts, Mr. Maximus, and the Fluffy Swimsygut. And as always, we're here to bring you an exciting show all about Pokemon. We are your podcast from everything Pokemon, whether it be the video game, the trading card game, or even uh, the Pokemon Trading Figure Game, which is now Pokemon Duel on the App Store. You can also find out that Puckle stands for the Pokemon on the Champions League, but it didn't always stand for that. It was actually the acronym used for the Air Force Report in 1997 that actually detailed all of the Roswell information as well. So welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. We've got a great lineup for you today. We've got a great discussion I'm really excited for. But we also have plenty of news to talk about, specifically Pokemon Go news this week.
1: Gee, surprise! right.
2: <laughs> it's just everything that you could ever want from Pokemon this week. Everything happened, and it's just great, so <laughs> moving on, I want to ask you guys, what have you been up to lately in Pokemon?
0: And I guess I'll start <laughs> um well, officially, I am officially back in the pokemon let's say let's say creating stage of my life i uh, making pokemon once again i'm also trying to catch up all my pokemon from all the way from y x and y era up to ultra sun and moon so that's fun I'm trying to name all of them because, before bringing them over because i bring them over i can't bring them back so right so mm. nickname here nickname here and yeah so, i'm keeping a few pokemon back so they can help me breed better with their ivs but other than that i'm doing all right that's not too bad
2: what about you Worms of what have you been up to lately How's it going? How's life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I fried the battery on my 3DS XL.
2: Whoa, okay, the, that's a story. You need to tell that one.
1: Yeah, mostly as a PSA, like don't do what I did. I don't know if it's because I left it plugged in for like two weeks. Because I or because I left it plugged in and turned on while in sleep mode. Mm. But the battery doesn't hold the charge anymore and I like I have one, a replacement one coming in tomorrow and just don't do what I need. Unplug your 3DS, especially in the summer when you can get like the thunderstorms and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Don't let oh, your... Surge. Don't yeah. leave your consoles plugged in if you don't want a really bad surprise.
2: That's super interesting. I've never thought about that, but that is super interesting.
1: Yeah. Anything I don't else know though, other I... than
2: frying fry, fry your oh, 3DS?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing the Summer League, of course, and oh, yeah. it's, been, it's been fun. I haven't had that many challengers maybe because my gym time is by necessity in the afternoon instead mm-hmm. of in the evening Um I've only handed out two badges so far but honorable mention to the British Gen who should have gotten my badge but RNG was not on his side that evening
2: oh man <laughs> like yeah he, he got same thing happened with me versus British Gen. actually he came in and he was gonna win he, like he absolutely should have won he, it was uh, it was down one V one Chinchino versus Landorus and Landorus. Um, so Landorus could take one rock blast from Chinchino because he was locked into it because he was running choice scarf. And mm-hmm. and so I so I'm just like Landorus can take one and then Landorus needs to hit Chinchino hard enough to make sure it doesn't like, you know, die. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. So it turns out Landorus. So first, the, the first rock blast misses. And I was like, oh man, that's not good. I probably uh-huh. won. Uh and so I hit Earthquake. Earthquake doesn't KO. Um, doesn't KO the Chinchino. And so he gets a second turn to try to hit me with Rock Blast. And I'm like, there's there's a roll here. He could probably do it still. I don't know the calc. And Rock Blast misses a second time. Ooh oh, gosh. I know. I was just I felt so bad. I'm like, you won that game. You just RNG just didn't want you to
1: yeah the game i won like i i don't know how many crits i got and then i flinched him like six times in a row oh it was like i was looking at my own pokemon and going why do you hate this guy so much i love this guy what are you guys doing (laughs) this is unfair
2: yeah right
1: Right. So yeah, I'm like I'm looking forward to like having him challenge me again so we can set things right, like karma in the universe yeah. and all that. And and then I've been doing the PDL and uh surprisingly given how my record was uh, like halfway through the season, I have made playoffs. Ooh. Yeah. yeah no so sense. for those of you who
2: don't know what PDL is, it's the Puckle Draft League and we do draft leagues probably once a year. I don't know how frequent we're going to do it anymore. It's uh it's it's really hard to get enough teams sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in doing draft league like the kind you see online like the NPA or what's another the one? GBA. I, the GBA, I think those are the big ones the right P4G now.
1: P4G or whatever. Oh yeah, the
2: P4G's out now and I think uh even A drives like running another one on top of it, A
1: Drive so. is running like three. Like he's running one with his, uh, like he, with his subs on Discord. Yeah. So like, A Drive is like the king of draft leagues. <laughs>
2: hmm. Not not for much longer. It's gonna be Puckle on top.
1: <laughs> I mean, the way we have been doing this one, like props to the commissioners, they have been acing it, and it's been so smooth and so like full and everything is there in this giant file and it's 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 been such a pleasure to be part of it
2: i'm telling you we probably have the best draft league file ever like probably, no joke yes. just looking at other draft leagues they do give you public access to their files and stuff like that to track your teams and i have never seen one as good as ours yeah. legitimately never seen one as good so props to ozzy because that was all ozzy ozzy decided to program the sheet and everything
1: he yeah, just likes Aziz, doing stuff like that. Just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. shout-outs to him and to Gio and to Cloud9. But yep. Wow. Wow.
2: Yep. It's a good time. I'm really happy with how well that works out. My favorite thing is I don't have to run it. So that, <laughs> You that didn't was...
1: even play this year because you were, like, busy graduating and stuff.
2: Yeah, I just had no time to do it. And, I mean, there there's some things. I really want to sh- We I would have had more time when it was going on because it's such a good – chance to get content, right? Because we could Mm -hmm. record the videos and then comment on them and then we put them on the YouTube. Because when we were doing it for Season 1, we were able to get something like 5,000 watch minutes every month just because we put up three Draft League videos and we had plans to start expanding it to something like six.
1: I mean, 300, uh, 3,000 of those were probably me, but...
2: That's fine. Because all we (laughs) because. YouTube changed its partner rules so we don't make money from YouTube anymore. And yeah. we – so to get partnership so we can make money on YouTube again, ad revenue and YouTube Red and everything, we need to have 24 uh, 20, – 240,000 watch minutes in a year, which works out to something like 12,000 watch minutes a month or something. Not 12,000 watch minutes a month. Something like 20,000 watch minutes a month. So That's a lot. Well, those. yeah, but we had a quarter of that, we just mm-hmm. by posting those two videos or posting three videos a week. Honestly, then,
1: those videos were so good, though.
2: Yeah, I know. I
1: love them.
2: We had plans to expand it out to six. And... Wow!
1: I mean, now now, like, people are really into the PDL. I don't know if you know this, but there mm-hmm. is going to be an All Star Game. At yes, the end I'm of very the aware.
2: Season. I'm very okay. Aware.
1: I am, let's say I am all too aware of it, and I wish I was less aware of it, (laughs) Some people know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, I've heard it was going to be a good time, so we'll see how it goes. We'll definitely see how it goes. And if you want to check that out, just come to our Discord. You can do so. There's links and things in the show notes. Or you just go to our website and click on the chat tab. Our website works now. Again, our SSL certificate is no longer expired. So it doesn't look scary. And
1: just because we don't have videos on YouTube, like the codes for the games are on the sheet that is publicly available. Mm-hmm. So you can actually watch the games if you want. Some of them are really, really good.
2: Yeah, we do plan on getting... Season 3, I definitely want to get video going again because we had plans to make it super high quality. It was it was going to be pretty good content. We'll see how it goes in the future, though. We'll definitely see how it goes. But uh, well, I guess for myself, I haven't been doing much. I've been playing my Crystal Nuzlocke. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> I went how many did... shinies? Uh, zero shinies. No, I'm just playing Crystal. Oh. Just playing through for funsies. Yeah, the odd egg. I was so sad. I was so sad. The I was going to soft reset for the odd egg to be something good, and mm-hmm. just like an ELO kit or something like that. That would have been fun. But then. Mm uh so but then i forgot to save before i got there and the last time i had saved was like three hours of gameplay before then and so i was like i was like nope there's no way so whatever this is is what it is and it was an iggly buff and i'm like yeah you're getting boxed i don't i don't need this in my life
1: excuse you zephyr is very offended right now
2: uh that's fine (laughs) that's fine but yeah, I mean that's all I've been working on. I've been I've been more into I've been working on a D and D uh one shot for some friends. That's really what I've been working on. And then I think we're gonna be doing some more I think some uh what's it called? Some PTU stuff's gonna be happening in the future in Puckle, but that's not up to me. That's up to other people. So we'll see how that goes. Uh worst case we'll just rebrand something else and then we'll we'll do it one day. One day. When Thatch has more time. Just because I really want to play some kind of tabletop real bad.
1: That's going to be good.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. But uh, let's cut it off there and let's go check out the news. There's plenty to talk about. Let's cue that epic music.
0: Radio Tower. This just in.
2: and welcome to the news in the news we have pretty much only pokemon go news um, we do know that celestial storm the T- next tcg set is coming out on august 3rd like everybody expected and it's going to include sets from sun and moon 7 and sun and moon 6b so there you go that's how that's your pokemon not go news but everything else is, po- oh, wait, actually, Pokemon Quest is coming out on iPhone, we believe, June 27th. Also, I shouldn't just say iPhone, but smartphones in general. If you want to go get on on some of that knockoff Pixelmon action, you can go play Pokemon Quest on your smartphones June 27th. But you, if you're listening to this show, chances are you might have a Switch. So you're probably already playing it there.
1: I have it on the Switch because I bought a Switch and I bought Splatoon 2. And then I was like, well, having one game is kind of sad. I'm going to download Pokemon Quest. And I played for, I think, seven minutes before I was like, I'm done with this. Oh, it's a mobile game. It's a mobile game at its core. Yeah.
2: I thought about doing an episode on Pokemon Quest, but I'm like, this is not deep enough. And no. I just can't do it in my conscience. It's like if we were to do an episode on like Pokemon Rumble. I don't think we could do that. No. Just not enough. Yeah. Pokemon Go is doing some exciting things, though. So first of all, we're going to do it before we get to like the big headbanger where everybody's super excited. And the big (laughs) thing is uh, Pokemon Go is starting to introduce way more Alolan forms. So almost all of them are out, except I believe Alolan Raichu and Alolan Marowak. I believe almost all of the Alolan forms are available now.
1: Mm, which is really yes. cool. Yes. Or they're about to be at, at any rate. Like I think diglett and Jehud are coming out Oh, that's right. this
2: week? No, it's not this week. They are coming out July 14th and 15th, the same time as GoFest.
1: Oh, okay. They're oh, coming out right, the same right. week as
2: GoFest. You're thinking of the <laughs> Dortmund Germany thing. They are not coming out that weekend. They're coming out the weekend of GoFest. But uh so Alolan Rattata is now in the wild. If you want to go catch an Alolan Rattata, you can evolve it into Alolan Raticate. The thing with these Alolan forms, though, is they don't register as new Pokemon in your Pokedex, by the way. But it's no. cool to have them, I guess. You can get the forms in your Pokedex, if anything. And they use the same candy as their non-Alolan counterparts. So you can, if you have a ton of Rattata candy saved up, you can evolve it into a- Alolan Raticate. Also, yep. you can get the uh, you can get Sandshrew, Vulpix, Grimer, and, oh my gosh, Meowth from a new special 7k egg that you can get from Gifts. Now, we're jumping the gun here a little bit. But, to, yes. so, the reason that you can get Gifts in Pokemon Go now is because uh, Pokemon Go has introduced trading through friends on Pokemon Go. You can go do friends. We actually have a sheet pinned in our Discord if you would like to get some Pokemon Go friends from Puckle. You can kind of just go type in all of those codes and you can get some cool friends. Now, what can you do with friends? Well, you can take these gift items and send them to them. And when they open it, they have a chance to get these seven kilometer eggs as well as a bunch of items. Man, I've been super hyped about these gifts, by the way, because I've moved to a place without as many stops, And I'm just getting oh, yeah. Pokeball after Pokeball after Pokeball. And it's and fantastic. Pineapple berries. Oh my gosh, pineapple berries. I started with zero pineapple berries yesterday and now I have a hundred and one.
1: I had like 4 and now I have 61. Thank you Thatch by the way.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. why why should you be friends on Pokemon Go? Well, that's an easy question to answer because friends in Pokemon Go actually give you benefits. If depending on what level of friend you are, there's um bet or there's good friend, great friend, ultra friend and best friend levels. You can just become a good friend by doing anything with somebody, mostly just sending a gift. But after 30 days of that, or after 7 days of that, you become a great friend. And after 30 days, you become an ultra friend. And after 90 days, you become a best friend. So you get a lot of cool things. One, um, trading was implemented. And it, it turns out it costs Stardust. We'll get more into this later. But you get a discount on Stardust if you're a great friend. You get an extra Premier Ball and raids that you do with that person, which is really cool. And you get an extra attack bonus when you go into gyms and raids, which is also really cool. Um And then from hmm. each level after that, you get plus two and then plus three for these things, which is really cool. Um, It's a it's a huge thing. This was a huge update. It was one of those things that makes me want to play Pokemon Go again, like when they did the gyms.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I was already playing Pokemon Go semi religiously. So this is just one of those reasons to make sure I keep playing, especially because I want to make sure I get enough gifts that I can send out to everybody every week. Uh, which is oh, yeah. what I really try to do. I try to make sure I can get everybody a gift. I, I'm so sorry to everybody today. I could not get you a gift today. I did not Same. pass any Pokestops. Uh, however, you can trade now in Pokemon Go with your friends. And this is really interesting. I like the way they did it. We have constantly said trading won't be in this game because it's going to break the game. And I feel like they found the happy medium between getting all of the crazed people super hyped about trading... To just kind of calm, calm just a little bit, just calm down. I
1: respectfully disagree, but we'll discuss that in detail. Oh, I still think
2: I still think this is bad for the game overall, but I think they found a way to tone it down and find a good middle ground because everybody was just like, oh, man, now that trading's happening, I can just go do this and that and this and we can just trade this over and everything. But if the Pokemon isn't in your Pokedex, it's what's known as a special trade. Same thing goes for legendaries and shiny Pokemon. And everybody's only allowed to do one special trade a day. Um, So that costs, I believe, if it's just one person without without the Pokemon in their Pokedex, it only costs 20,000 Stardust. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if it's the not in cost both...
1: is the same for uh, both people involved whether yes. you're trading two new pokédex entries or one new pokédex entry so it is doesn't it, change.
2: Is it so that's a million then, right?
1: It's a million for a legendary or a shiny you don't have.
2: Okay, so if it's not in the pokédex though it's 20,000, right?
1: It's if it's just original it's 20,000, yes.
2: Yes, okay, cool. So that's the big one because I know people like you and I are going to do this in a few months. Uh, though it will yeah, be discounted because we'll probably be ultra friends. We'll probably be ultra friends.
1: So no, we're not gonna be ultra friends we'll in 29 close. days. <laughs> yeah, we will.
2: Uh, we, yeah, we will. It takes like 30 by days. Like the last
1: day of PockleCon, Yeah. Yeah, by the last,
2: <laughs> we'll be super close. But yeah.
1: The thing is, the thing is, the the once a day thing was okay until we found out that. A Pokemon that has been traded cannot be traded again.
2: Yeah. And
1: so what? I... can't. Yeah, so I cannot... Like, what I wanted to do, I was devising, like, a plan with Gator. Because I have, like, 25 Mr. Mimes that I've been... I've been saving every single Mr. Mime I've ever caught to give mm-hmm. to you guys. So I thought, I'm going to go there. And, like, I, dro- I literally dropped an Oprah meme in the Discord chat, like, you get a mime, and you get a mime, and everybody gets a mime, like, and I was so crushed when I found out it was only one a day, so I can give a mime to four people, Yeah. and then, and then Gator and I figured it out, like, I give you a mime, and the mime is not a special train anymore, because you have it in your pockets, so I just give you, like, 20 mimes and then the next day you can give them to another person who then the next thing like the, the Missouri crew could get all of their mimes and carry them away on a single account and then when they meet each other again like the next week they can redistribute them but you can't do that because once a Pokemon is traded it's locked where it is.
2: Yeah exactly I think well where do you see that actually I've never actually seen this uh um, it's, it's not on like, or anything
1: Yes, snag found it somewhere i think okay. or i'll, I'll believe or that or for right now. 50, so, yes snag found it somewhere if it's not true like the cascade plan is still in place
2: also <laughs> well even then i don't even i don't know well that stops things like the sylph road right but it seems exactly. like the sylph road is actually okay with doing it right now i haven't heard anything from the sylph road that puts that grind that grinds that to a halt
1: uh Just the Silver is now is now like uh re- has now released an a mobile app yeah. that that like puts you in contact with people and it's like okay I'm gonna be like in Ohio in 31 days. I have this Pokemon, you have that Pokemon I want. We are exchanging friend codes and then keeping in touch like the way we guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh so that when I get there we're like great friends and we can trade for a limited amount of Stardust. What they cannot do if this the Pokemon is stuck thing is true is do chain trading the way they meant to do from the beginning. Yeah,
2: I haven't seen anything about chain trading. I'm, I'm just putting this out there. Um,
1: uh, I, I Snag found it and I, I trust Snag on Pokemon Go stuff. I
2: do trust him as well, but I like I mean, I hope he would send it to me so that I can confirm. But I do not know. I don't see anything about this anywhere. I've heard nothing about not, no, no, uh, no trading. But that could just be well, me.
1: I guess we have, we have some updates to do in the next show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I hear the once a day limit, but I don't hear the, um, I've never heard anything about the, what's it called? The, uh, the once, uh, once it's traded, it's done. I have not seen anything on that anywhere whatsoever. So that, I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. Uh, it does require you to be like next to each other, but yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's okay, here it is. In order to bar some trainers from continually re-rolling a Pokemon stats through trade, however, uh,
2: I understand all that. Okay.
1: Pokemon cannot be traded again. This is what Snack found.
2: Uh, where <laughs> was that at, though? I don't even see that.
1: It's like it, it, is it from the Pokemon graphic. Go? It, it looks like it's from Pokemon Go Live.
2: Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go Live isn't the real thing, though, is it?
1: No, uh, it is the real thing. It it's is, like yeah, the it's right. that's right. The new thingy for Niantic.
2: Niantic loves Pokemon Go live. Uh, let's find out. I'm gonna find out. Let's see. But either way, yeah, the trading's out. It's happening. I don't know. I still don't think it's super game breaking. Um, compared to the way it was. I like. I was. If you're worried about, because my main concerns with trading in Pokemon Go is one, it just allows you to take one account and just shove it full of Pokemon that weren't in their Pokédex and you just finish it right. Because Pokemon Go is mm-hmm. just a collectathon. This this system stops that just because of that reason right there, right? Because we can only have special trades. It's literally the your gripe with Pokemon Go's trading system about you coming over and not being able to give everybody a Mister Mime. That is, I,
1: I, it's not like I want to flood the United States with Mister Mime. I have like
2: yeah, twenty I, I personal understand.
1: friends in the country, yeah, and I, I want I, to I, to help them. <laughs> I
2: understand that, but this is exactly the reason that it's happening, though, because that won't happen anymore, because it's not just you. There are people that are going to be, be like more on top of it than you, right? Because I would say even at the level that we play Pokemon Go, we are, quote unquote, the casuals in the situation um, and compared to the, like, the hardcore players. And so you'll have like those hardcore players that are trying to bring Pokemon really far in everything, and that's I, something that can't happen. Um, it, or you break the game economy. You don't force trips to happen to go catch Mister Mime or catch something. Some regional it, it it devalues the regionals as well, especially if something like the Silk Road get got up and running. So that, those are the only things I can think of. I do. I understand the rerolling stats continuously, though.
0: <laughs>
2: as oh a, yeah. As a reason, I could definitely see that happening.
1: I mean, in my opinion, they should not have let you re-roll stats at all and fixed it like that. No,
2: so the problem with not re-rolling stats is, once again, I could just see this going so poorly. You already see on eBay cartridges of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon with complete Pokedexes and competitive-ready Pokemon on it on eBay. And it's selling for more than the actual Pokemon game cartridge. I could totally see some kind of messed up economy, though, where some guy goes, I'll sell you this Lugia with perfect IVs and you just to get a guy making money off of selling digital Pokemon mm.
1: yeah this is this is what we were talking about before off air like I keep forgetting that the tail end of the Gaussian curve exists
2: yeah exactly the tail end of the Gaussian curves are what ruin it for everybody and so you've just got this I would say we can call them the five percent you know The top 5% of Pokemon Go people are just going to go crazy with it because I've heard stories. There's a guy in, um, I believe, the Philippines who has like 300 million experience in Pokemon Go. That's absurd. That's like uh, to get to level 40, you need 40 million experience to get to level 40. And so 300 million, he literally could have taken like six accounts up to level 40 by now.
1: So what's going to happen is when they extend the level curve, he's going to be like level 42
2: yeah exactly
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly um so that is definitely it that is definitely it um all right so we are gonna i think that that covers all the news I think we've covered everything so we are gonna yeah. we are gonna kick it on over guys oh wait before we forget we do have puckle news. I always forget the puckle news first of all <laughs> if you want to, we are still holding puckle uh, in about a month now. It's like four weeks away. It's yep. going to, it's crazy. Yep. So July 21st and 22nd in the Dayton, Ohio Convention Center, you can check out PuckleCon. We're going to be doing sanctioned TCG VGC tournaments, as well as a f- bunch of fun side events that we have planned, uh, including a gold, silver, crystal virtual console tournament. So get that ready. Now that we've given you plenty of heads up, just go build a team on the virtual console. It probably doesn't need to be good, in all honesty. Uh, <laughs> It probably doesn't need to be good, and you can go ahead.
1: Unless you're playing both, then it needs to be really good. Yeah.
2: So you can go and play that. It's a lot of fun. It's going to cost you like $5 to play in it, and you can go ahead and win some cool Pokemon packs or something. So we are really excited for that, as well as being able to do the Pokemon Stadium 2 mini game tournament. I think that one's going to be a hit. I think that one's oh, going to be a hit personally. Yeah, Absolutely. And also, uh, I said this last week, but I wanted to make sure I said it again. We are doing a new logo contest. So if you would like to send in a logo design, this needs to be a finished product, by the way. Uh, Not just like a sketch or something. We would like to see a finished product of a new logo design for Puckle. That is due by next week. We are taking submissions until July 1st. And then we'll figure out what we're doing from there. So definitely send in your logos if you want to try... Uh, well, so first of all, if we do choose your logo, we're going to send you a t-shirt with your logo on it. So definitely remember that free Puckle t-shirt guys. So that is it for the news. Now we'll go on to Puckle's Pokey quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. We have Whimsicott and Maximus today, competing with we, each other. Well, they're competing together as a team to answer five questions about Pokemon, which are whatever I came up with this week. And you can, uh, so each question is worth one point. One of the questions contains a bonus point that they can use, and then from there they can all they also have one hint that they can use. However, if they don't use the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point. They are racing to 30 to see who can get that exclusive plush under $20 from pokemoncenter.com. So, let's see what we can do from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It turns out that Whimsicott actually has 28 points. She sat down and did the uh, did the math already. So, <laughs> she'll yeah, probably I, win I today. I was
1: going to steal a win. <laughs> so,
2: so Whimsicott is Two points away from winning. However, if Maximus helps her cross the finish line, he gets to start out next session with whatever points they earned today. So if you guys are ready, we'll get into it.
1: Max, Let's do it. Ready. Let's go.
2: <laughs> All right. Question number one. I think this is a softball. We're just going to. I hope you guys hit this one out of the park. All right. So looking at the ultra ball, the ultra ball design contains a large letter H on the top of the ultra ball in yellow. Why does it have an H? That's the question. I need the answer.
1: Um, I assume it's because it's called something else in Japanese. Because the beast ball is called the ultra ball in Japanese. Um, do you remember what the Japanese name of the ultra ball is?
0: Not a clue. Uh...
1: I'm guessing it starts with H.
0: Yeah, but what's the word though?
1: Hyper, hyperbol. That's it. Huh.
0: Is that oh, your final that's... answer? Hyperbowl. Mm.
1: It sounds about right, right? Because it, it, they're called something different in Italian. Like the Great Ball is the Mega Ball. So, uh, and I, I think it might have been the Hyperbowl. That makes so, sense. Yeah, Hyperbowl. Yeah, let's go with that.
2: That is correct. It was called the Hyperball in Japanese, so there's a giant H on the top of it. And they just never changed the design. (laughs) Alright, moving on. The questions are going to get a little bit tougher now. Alright, so it turns out that there's one move in all of Pokemon that changes its accuracy based on a Pokemon's type. What is that move? Based on the Pokemon's type that's using it. I should make that clarification.
1: Okay.
0: Wait. So, depending on the Pokemon, it's be it,
2: that's using it. Has, the, depending on the Pokemon that's using it, it has a different accuracy. And well, it,
1: technically, technically, curse.
0: Yeah, good changes based on if like, you're ghost. That it just and, uses, it has
1: different
2: it has different uses. That doesn't count. That's that doesn't okay. that doesn't count.
1: Oh, yes, it's Toxic, because it's 100% accurate if it's used by a Poison type, and it's 90% accurate when it's used by something else. Or 80% or 85 I don't know. I know it's 100% accurate now in Gen 7 when it's used by a Poison type.
2: Fair enough. Toxic is correct. That is two points for you, and Whibsley cut us across the finish line into 30-point territory. But, we still but have now
1: we're going to carry Maximus to an early lead. Let's. To an early
2: lead. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So next question. So if you play Pokemon uh, XD for the GameCube, you can actually technically use a Gen 4 Pokemon in battle during that, in the game. Which Gen 4 Pokemon could you use in Pokemon XD, a Generation 3 game? It's... it's-
1: Boneslaya, Generation 4 Pokemon?
0: Yes, it is.
1: Then it's Boneslay.
0: Is that your final answer?
1: I'm pretty sure you, it's that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Boneslay's it. Boneslay, yeah, it was up there with. was it? What was that Pokemon name? But yeah, it is a Gen 4 Pokemon. Like, like the last time I checked, that's like something changed in the history. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm not sure if it's a Gen 3 or a Gen 4 Pokemon, but the confusion is probably caused by the fact that it was first introduced in a Gen 3 game, which is Pokemon XD. So let's go with that one.
2: That is correct. So in Pokemon XD, there is actually this bingo mode you could play, and you could use it to get items and essentially the battle point equivalents in Pokemon XD. And one of the bingo cards you could use was a Bonsai themed one, and you could actually use Bonsai to battle in that bingo s- system. Uh, Pokemon XD was a solid game. Both Colosseum and XD were actually pretty solid games. So oh, that is correct, though. That is correct. That gives you guys three points so far. Our next question oh. is the question that contains your bonus point. And it was something that I learned today, and I was pleasantly surprised to learn. So if we are going to go ahead and talk about the manga. So in the Pokemon Adventure manga, if you look at the po- at the main characters Red or Blue, we're just going to look at Blue from the Pokemon Adventures manga and Wait, is,
1: is that Blue, yeah, blue it, or green blue?
2: I was about to make that distinction. It is it is <laughs> Thank you. it is the American Blue. Um So the, does the boy the boy, yes. Uh Gary, it is the Gary equivalent in the in the manga. And so if you look at Blue's roster, since my last recollection of him being in the manga was in Emerald, the Emerald Saga, which I'm sure both of you remember. Uh, he actually has appeared in, mangas, in the manga after that, both in the Heart, Gold, Soul Silver manga set series and in the XY Saga, actually. Both times he displayed new, po- new additions to his team, one of them being an evolution of one of his previous Pokemon and another one being a completely new Pokemon altogether. What were they? One point for each.
0: Well, let's remember well, Let's remember his team, then we can probably tell which one of his Pokemon can evolve.
1: Well, uh, he had a Charizard,
0: which not is
1: not new and doesn't evolve. Um, He had... I'm pretty sure at one point he did have an Eevee. Hmm. But I think that Eevee...
0: How do you know, it into... Until- did he? Okay. Didn't he Did he
1: evolve to? An EV... oh. Hmm. Did he really have an Eevee? Because I know, I know, Rad had one,
0: mm.
1: and it evolved into a Spion at the end. I think.
0: Um. Yeah, I know he had a Pidgeot. That's not it.
1: That's not it. Do you want to use the hint for this one?
0: Go ahead. Let's go ahead. It's two points Might as well.
1: Exactly.
2: All right, so I actually knew this one, be the first one, because of the evolution, because it's actually stated at the end of Emerald or the end of the Leaf, Green, Fire, Red saga, because Blue is known as the traitor, and they were bringing up something about one of his Pokemon specifically, a rock ground type. And if we're going to talk about the hint for the other one, it is a Gen 6 Pokemon because it came from X and Y. Uh, so it's not Eevee. I'll say it's not Eevee.
1: Um, okay, so one is <laughs> Golem.
0: An excellent woman.
2: What? No, no, no. It's, it's a new evolution. They were birth- These are Pokemon that came out in the generations in which the manga showed him in as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say- make that clear. So oh, no it's problem. a new evolution in Generation 4, and it's a new Pokemon in Generation 6. And it's, uh, it's, a- it's one of the ghost types that showed up in Generation 6, just to make it a little bit easier.
1: Wait, but you mentioned a rock ground type. There
2: is a rock ground type that got There's an evolution. Two Pokemon. There's two Pokémon. One so one evolved and one's a brand new one. So, the one that evolved is a rock ground type and the new Pokémon is ghost type. Mm-hmm. Among and the
1: like 39 new evolutions in generation 4, which one was rock ground maximus? Um
0: in generation 4 yeah. Rhyperior.
1: Okay, thank you. Perfect. One is Rhyperior. And a ghost type in Generation 6. Hmm. Oh. Well, there's a Trevenant line, the um, Phantom line. And... Um, uh. Oh, he probably has Ages lash. He's that kind of character. <laughs> So he, he might have like a Hone Edge.
2: So what is your, your final answer? And I bet
1: he wills it. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Do you want to go
0: with those answers? That's fine.
2: Uh, so Rhyperior and Hone Edge or some kind of Hone yes. Edge line. Uh, that is correct in the Rhyperior. It is incorrect in the Ghost type. The Ghost type is actually Pumpkaboo. He has a Pumpkaboo.
0: Which oh, is really interesting. That's...
2: Yeah, it's really cute. He like does something yeah. with Diantha, or not Diantha, Cynthia in uh in generation six. Or not Cynthia, Diantha. It was Diantha mm-hmm. in generation six. He helps her out somehow. I don't know. It was really cool to see that he actually made appearances post Heart Gold Soul Silver. I was very excited about that.
1: I secretly kind of really like that character. So. Yeah, I, I, should mean, manga, I should start <laughs> reading the manga again.
2: The manga is real good up until Diamond and Pearl IMO, and we all agree Which with that.
1: Which is uh, when yeah. I stopped
2: reading it. Yep. All right. So we are going to do our base stack question then. You guys are at four points, so you guys are doing pretty well. Let's see if we can make it five. I want to know what pure ghost type has the highest base special defense?
0: Uh, pure ghost type. Pure oh, ghost hell, type. Isn't it Miss isn't it Magius? Because she has like one special defense. Something.
2: Special defense, not special attack. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: Um, so the last time the answer for the ghost type with the highest defense, like the pure ghost type with special the highest defense? defense.
2: Special defense.
1: The Last time the answer was Kofagrigus, but Kofagrigus is physically defensive, not special defensive, so it's not that one. Could it be something like, um, what's uh, the name of uh, like, um, um, the Dusk Noir?
0: It could be because, no, let's see, Dusk Noir. Das
1: is pretty physically pretty specially defensive in my rec- recalling of, of how these things work. Uh, um, I remember that people usually use Dusclops with an eviolite because it, like it just gets bulkier overall. But Duskclops has like good defensive stats.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not including item application. Are no, we're we? not including EVA Light. No EVA Light. Okay. Why keeps telling my brain keeps going to I don't know why.
1: Like there are not that many pure ghost types, and I'm trying to remember. Like, can you think of any other pure ghost types?
0: Pure ghosts, besides those three.
1: Exactly. Uh, there probably are a few, but like Banette is not defensive.
0: Not at all. I know that personally. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. need an
1: answer.
2: I'm gonna need an answer.
1: Do you want to go with Dusk Noir? Because I honestly can't think of anything else. I'm sorry. We can. Your pick.
0: We can go
2: Dusknoir.
1: Okay, let's go with Dusknoir.
2: That is correct. Dusknoir has, Dusk- has a base one thirty-five special defense. Klops has a base one thirty. So obviously, EV better. But yeah, Dusknoir is the answer. I used to run one of those back in Gen four.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, off the top of your head, you wouldn't know what Miss Magius is, would you? Uh, it's one hundred and five. One hundred and five. Well, I wasn't even close. <laughs>
2: So, it's uh, it's closed. Well, not really. But No, no I wasn't
0: like I was, well, yeah. I wasn't. at all.
2: <laughs> all right. So, that gives you guys 5 points. So, that crosses the finish line for Whimsicott. and Maximus gets to start the next round in the lead right now with 5 points with everybody else yet to get on the board. Woo! So, if you want to listen to more pokey Quiz, just check it out next week. So, catch you guys. Well, we're going to take go to the topic. So, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back at it hey puckalonians it's sublime manic can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast then check out our social media you can find links to our facebook twitter reddit and youtube all from our website Pucklepodcast.com. and you can join our discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other puckalonians also check us out at twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast and if you have an amazon prime account consider subscribing to our twitch channel You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast, and we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Mythical Pokemon, why they're terrible and how to make them not terrible. So for those of you who don't understand that question and what we're talking about, Mythical Pokemon used to actually have depth. They were no longer just Pokemon. You went to GameStop and picked up, and were just like, "This is cool." And then you put them in a box. Uh, mythical Pokemon used to have background story that existed in the games and explanations as to why they were there. And I wish we had that again. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten even worse too. I like I took with a grain of salt, like with Volcanion and stuff like that, because we got a movie that was all about that Pokemon. But Marshadow was kind of the straw in the camel's back for me, because Marshadow's just kind of in the Pokemon 20th movie. He's just kind of there. And I don't know why, to be completely honest. Why is Marshadow there? Nobody really knows.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's because if it's so mythical, you put it in a movie. Oh, wait, where are we doing the movie about... Something completely different. Well, but it's a mythical. You have to put it in a movie, like contractually. Uh, here's Contra- the movie and a Marshadow. In-
2: Marshadow's <laughs> agent walks up. You promised <laughs> exactly. my client a movie. <laughs> exactly. Because we're going to get Zeraora in this new one, and I just don't see it fitting in as well. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll do a better job with this new one. But I like the idea of it just being about Lugia and we get another take on Pokemon the Movie 2000.
1: Exactly. That's exactly the problem. They're rebooting the old story, and they are using it to promote an entirely new Pokemon. Like, the feel of those two things is not the same. They are not compatible.
0: Right? Mm
2: -hmm. And that, I think, just makes it even worse for Mythical Pokemon right now, because I don't care about Zeraora. It has such a cool design. I feel like we could have done something cool with it. Especially Volcanion. Like, if we go back to Volcania, there were just so many opportunities for that, because there were things... Like, it
1: could have been a llama.
2: Well, not... That's that's true. <laughs> that's... Digging deep. We're digging deep now. And so... That's
1: what I'm here for.
2: <laughs> we're digging deep into the Puckleback catalog here. And so, you can find that at PucklePodcast.com. You can go find that episode about the Firewater Llama. But...
1: It's about <laughs> 300 episodes ago, so... Break yeah, yourself. you'll probably
2: actually have to go to the website for that one. But you can go to... Uh, but, like, in Kalos, you actually have the power plant, that which is based on Steam. Or, a like, the, the power plant, and that would have been a perfect place to put Volcani. You could have bought Volcani at an event. I think we need to go back to a way where maybe it's still download, just like we have now. But it has to be items. And I think just Junichi Masuda complained about it being too complicated, and that's why they didn't do things like the Azure Flute, which was in the game code of Diamond and Pearl, to get Arceus. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe we'll get that and that'll be fixed now that we have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I get to tie this in somehow and just beat a dead horse, apparently. (laughs) Um, But
1: Honestly, like with the kind of hand-holding you get and with Rotom giving you hints that are specific to what's happening in the game... And the fact that you pick up the items and the Pokemon from the very same person in the Pokemon Center, like as you do an event over the Wi-Fi for a mythical Pokemon, you can do an event over the Wi-Fi for the item you need to get that mythical Pokemon. And then Rotom tells you, oh, you got Oak's Ladder. You'd better go to this location, which I am conveniently putting on the map for you and telling you about every 30 seconds for the next six months, every time you pick up your game until you go there. Yeah, to activate an event where you get your mythical Pokemon. That's
0: There's not really reasonable. no quest to it. It's just like it's literally just a drop-off thing. It's not really a quest. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, like think about like Celebi in the original Pokemon Crystal.
0: Mm.
2: Yes, in Japan.
1: Well, you- now too, it's
2: a, it's in the it's in the game for the Virtual Console as well now.
1: I know, oh, but really? think about how it was in Japan. In Japan, you. Play the game, you start a crystal, and you found this mysterious little, like, temple in ILEX forest. Yep. And you learned some lore about it. And you thought, well, this is cool. Like, the guardian of the forest, this mythical Pokemon, what's it going to be about? And you play through the entire game. And when you're done, there's an event that, fine, you have to get with the specific thing attached to your cell phone, yada, yada. And then you get an item, and you think, This item is mysterious. Wait, I remember something mysterious from the beginning of the game. And you go back, and you take the GS ball to the Ilex forest shrine, and bang, you get the Celebi event. That is so
2: cool. So let's just take a minute. So remember how I get really frustrated about people always asking for Pokemon following you to come back? And it obviously is. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I get incredibly frustrated. It's because there are things like this that they're missing. I would... I would give up Pokemon following me any day so that I could get a proper mythical storyline. Yeah. Right? Even Gen 4 was the last Gen that did this really well. Gen 5 did okay. I think Victini was the last one that did okay. Yeah, And then yeah, a- after was that, nice. it was all downhill. Because Victini was really nice. You got the item at the beginning of the game when the game launched, mm-hmm. and you could get Victini early, and you could actually go through the game with Victini because it was leveled properly. It wasn't overpowered or anything. Well it was overpowered. Yes, it was perfect. It was the right level for you to actually play through with.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I really that I would want a proper mythical story. Because if we look at Keldio and Meloetta and what's the other one? Genesect, they all have some in game use as well. Which is really nice. Like you get a little bit more backstory to get some items for them. Or a new move for that Pokemon. So that's something that even that would be, I would call that sufficient, is, is at least a baby step. But I feel like we've kind of gone backwards in Mythical Pokemon instead of forwards and progressing like we have with everything else in Pokemon. We, yeah. That, that's like the one area that they've kind of regressed. And I think that's because one, they it seems like Jujin Shimasuda has had this fear and it, it's definitely evident now that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are out and he's clearly said it, but they've had this fear that newer players can't understand the game. And this was probably one of the part of that fear that they wouldn't understand how to get mythical Pokemon, the purpose of mythical Pokemon, how it works out, and that's understandable because there are definitely kids alive today playing this game that don't remember the whole we have to use strength on the truck, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh, good times.
2: And this is the age of the internet where you can just look things up like that and everything else. But it would still be fun to go on these quests, get a little bit of backstory, and understand what's going on with these Pokemon.
1: Can I just say though? They say it's too hard to figure out how to use an item that you get with instruction and hints, but it's perfectly fine to figure out you have to turn your 3DS upside down to evolve your ink.
2: That is a little absurd, Uh, but I would like to say that if we're talking about reading instructions, I have learned being a podcast host slash tournament organizer long enough that people don't read anything. (laughs) and
1: that is why and that is why Rotom puts a marker on the map for you
2: no I like that I think that's a fantastic solution Rotom just slaps it on the map for you you have to run around and get it Um, that's something that can definitely happen in the games I think that's one that's a fantastic solution for it I think we can also just go back to the way it was in Gen 4 now that we have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee the game that I'm hoping satisfies Junichi Matsuda's fear that the game is no longer approachable
1: for kids for and kids. people who just don't have time to bother with anything. Yeah.
2: I'm just kind of hoping that in 2019, we get a game that's just like, okay, you remember all the good parts of Pokemon that we thought were too difficult for the casual audience. Well, you're not the casual audience. This game's not for the casual audience. This is, for- I
1: want you to know I am getting cramps in my feet because I am crossing my toes. <laughs> <hoping> for this. <laughs> so-
2: that's what I'm hoping. I, that's what I imagine. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu will allow. This is just a continuation of that other episode, and that was not the intention. Um, this is just naturally where my mind is going. But because we get that, we can definitely have a more hardcore fan. I don't want to say hardcore fan, because I think it would definitely work still for...
1: A less dumbed-down Pokemon game? Yeah. You can I can
2: say that? That's probably it's, the it's way to It's
1: nasty, go. but it's kind of what it is.
2: It's a game that's definitely made for people who want to actually play Pokemon and not just <laughs> enjoy the Pokemon franchise. If that makes sense. It's it's for I mean, people
1: It's like I want to play Pokemon without the need to adjust for the fact that a 3-year-old might also want to be playing the exact same game as me.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. And maybe we can get this much more mature evolution of Pokemon because maybe Pokemon it's time for Pokemon to grow up with us, you know? Because mm-hmm. if yes. you, a lot of things have grown up with other th- with other people. I think there are cartoons that have done that and programs that have done that. They've just grown up with their user base. And I would definitely love to see Pokemon make that step and just grow up with us just a little bit. It doesn't need to grow up a lot. Like, if the protagonist is 17, I call that Gucci, you know?
1: I'm fine with 15, honestly. He, I just right? don't want to be treated like a baby the entire time.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would totally be fine with that. We go on our adventure. We go catch Pokemon. I really want to go back to the idea too. I, I Sun and Moon did this a little bit as well. Uh, it, it's definitely the main driving force, just like it was in Red and Blue. But that kind of doing the League Challenge was almost an—it was a side thought to the actual game, mm. playing the game. You know what I mean? In Pokemon Red and Blue, they're just like, yeah, there's the League. There's the League Challenge. You have to j- challenge gyms and blah blah blah. And then after you get past Pewter City. It's kind of not necessary to go through the gyms. Well, I'd say Cerulean, actually. But it's not super necessary to go through the gyms. You can kind of just do whatever you want. You can just kind of blow through, do everything you need to do. Uh, You can go play Team Rocket if you want. You can go do this, you can do that. Most everything's your free range. You need a couple of gym badges to get some HMs to move along. But I do like the idea of you're on an adventure to explore, more than you're on an adventure to um to collect gym badges. Because if you look at X yeah. and Y and you look at uh you look at black and white and you look at even Diamond and Pearl, it's pretty much get your Pokemon, you want to do gym challenges. This is what it's about. It's not about going on an adventure, it's about going on a gym challenge.
1: Which which is kind of ironic if you think about it, because of all games Uh, Gen 5 and Gen 6 were the ones who most of all were trying to pass on the message that it's okay to enjoy Pokemon in different ways. Like Mm -hmm. Bianca and Sharon had very different approaches to battling and all of the friends you had in Generation 6, they all enjoyed different things about Pokemon, but in the end, like more so in gen six than in gen five obviously yes but the plot became a slave to the eight gym model
2: yeah so... I, i'm hoping we see the return of gyms i think we will mostly because if you want to really please the fans this is a way to do it and especially if you're trying to convert some of those let's go pikachu let's go eevee fans over right you want yeah, something to get used familiar.
1: to james and then let's go
2: you're, you're gonna yeah, want to move be- that over Right.
1: Being the new game mm-hmm. on a new console, you're going to probably want to put more familiarity for like old school fans. Exactly.
2: And so, I, I don't know. I do really... So, if we go back to Mythical Pokemon, I feel like there's definitely room with this more aggressive attitude towards being something th- for the players to explore and discover, which I hope is what they allow for. And I think that's what Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee have in store for Pokemon 2019, is maybe we can get some more mythical quests like this. You can make it a DLC, but it's probably going to be something, something. Go to GameStop, scratch off this code off the card. Well, at least in the U.S. It, Whimsicott will be able to download everything very conveniently from our home. And
1: yes, I mean, we do get some GameStop events.
2: Some. Some. Yeah. How many times did you have to go to Target this year?
1: Well, I don't have Target.
2: Well, that's good for you that you don't have Target. But we had to go to Target. It was absurd. And they just keep finding new ways to make us go around and get these mythical, well, not mythical Pokemon even this this time. It's just legendary Pokemon. Uh, I don't mind, like, rotating between online and GameStop. I just wish it was consistent. That's all.
1: Yeah, That's I, all. I think we're getting, like, two out of three in uh, over, like, Wi-Fi. And you're getting, like, one out of four on Wi-Fi.
2: I think it's worse than that, yeah. personally. I don't know that we've gotten any of them from Wi-Fi so far. Dialga, no? And, no, Dialga and Palkia were from GameStop. The what was after Dialga and Palkia? It was
1: Raikouente.
2: Um, no, Raikouente was April. Um, so March was Heatran Regigigas, and oh. I don't oh. believe that was a download. I believe that was another code we had to go get. And then you had no, that was a download. Actually, it no, it wasn't a download. It was a Pokemon Trainer Club newsletter.
1: Oh, that's right. That's what you do when you don't have to go anywhere.
2: No, that's not true. We used to have Wi-Fi events. I don't know why it's not happening. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, the newsletter ones are such a pain because you like it, sometimes it doesn't remember if you've already signed up and opted into these. And oh. you just never get one. But then you also have... Um, then you had... We went to Target for Raikou and Entei. The last one was Shiny Zygarde. And that one, well, no, Shiny Zygarde's this month. I forget what May was. Um,
1: um, it was the Zorgias and the That
2: one was also at GameStop. <laughs> hmm. And then, uh, I believe so, at least. Or it might have been another it, weird code thing.
0: Hold on, let me check. Double me check. check,
2: yeah. But then the Zygarde code, was, which was this month, the Shiny Zygarde, that was GameStop as well. <laughs> Just blowing my mind over here, guys. Just blowing my mind. So yeah, it's just absurd. Uh, I—that's another way they could fix it—is make me not have to go to every store in America to, <laughs> to get one of these Pokemon. Because yeah. that's just oh man, I like make it just pick one, you know, and make a GameStop because you know why those are tur- slowly, slowly turning into Pokemon centers, ever so slowly, because they nobody's got
0: all the stuff in it.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're just turning into merch stores, which is perfectly fine. I think that's a natural progression for GameStop because they're, people aren't buying games physically as much anymore, and so they can't mm-hmm. survive on that model, and you'll eventually get to a point where GameStop isn't going to be able to survive on that. But they can sell merch, and they're slowly expanding their Pokemon like center area, and they're getting actual Pokemon center product, which I think is amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I saw the same bounce with plushie that Skrong got, and I like I had to hold myself back physically from buying it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I I don't know that that would definitely be one way to fix it. Don't put it in fifty different stores. Make it consistent. Let me go get it from wherever I want to go get it. So that's that's all. That's all. I don't know if there's any other things you guys want to say about mythical Pokemon and how to make them not suck.
0: Oh, just to clarify, um, yes, it was Evelto and Xerneas. It was Mm -hmm. Evelto for uh, Ultra Sun and Sun, and Xerneas with Ultra Moon and Moon. And just like the Dialga and Palkia, if you get the Ultra versions of the Mm -hmm. games, it comes with a golden bottle cap at level 100.
1: Which is the best part about those distributions. But anyway, yeah, Mythical Pokemon, just give us the magic back.
2: Please, uh, find a way to do it. I know they can do it. I know they can. Do they, it.
1: They've done it so many times before. They definitely can.
2: I hope they can. They had plenty of time to do it this time, too. They bought themselves a year by coming out with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Hmm. Like, that was a solid play. Good job on you guys. Now, just just knock it out of the park with Pokemon 2019, which we're just going to. We should come up with names and then hopefully they're right. And then I can look like I'm an insider. Uh,
1: <laughs> or you can, or you, or you can just get Tom Holland to work for Game Freak.
2: There we go, perfect. <laughs>
0: All Thanks right, for the source.
2: All right, that is going to be it for the topic, guys. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Hey, Narker, could you tell me what time it is? Sure, let me just check my Rogan Rolla Rolex. Whoa, that's such a cool watch. I know, Rogan Rolla. And Rolex combined to build this awesome Rogan Rolla Rolex. That's so cool, but but it doesn't look like a Rolex. Rolla and Rolla. That's because it's made from Rogan Rolla's tears. What? They cry every single time. Every single time. What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Poke the episode. And welcome back to the show. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 151, Mew, the new species Pokemon.
0: Mew's Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex states that Mew is said to possess the genetic composition of all Pokemon. It is capable of making itself invisible at will, so it entirely avoids notice even if it approaches people. Mew is
2: the original mythical Pokemon. It's fantastic. It's got base 100s across the board. It can pretty much do anything because it gets access to every single TM slash
0: HM that's ever existed.
1: And it's super cute.
0: That's And true. its placement makes no sense.
2: What do you mean by placement?
0: The Pokedex placement. Ah. It is 151. And Mewtwo is 150. So if they knew Mewtwo was gonna they knew Mew existed before Mewtwo, so why wasn't Mew? 150 and Mew two one 151. So well, the they, people
1: who knew didn't tell the people who made the Pokedex.
2: That's a good explanation, but also they were very confident that Mew was extinct at that point, and it didn't exist. Ah. If you remember that, like, if we go back to Pokemon movie lore, but you also go back to the Cinnabar Island mansion, and you read the stories, they're just like, yeah, Mew's extinct, we're going to try to clone Mew. And then you get Mewtwo. Ooh. So that's I think that's a big reason why. And then oh, it's 151 because we found out that Mew actually does exist, right? Though Ooh. I think Mew is just a fantastic actually going to like get the Mew event and everything. That's just a fantastic story. That's such a big one too. That bring back the magic. Bring back the magic.
1: Yes, please. Uh
2: so if you want to run Mew competitively, there's a couple of ways to do it. Oh, there's infinite ways. A to couple. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So the most prominent one, if you want to be just typical Mew user, is to run defensive Mew. Mostly because a typing allows for it. Especially, special attacker Pokemon typically run things like dark type moves. And I guess the other one would probably be something like um, another, uh, what is it called? Oh my gosh. You could, or bug type moves. A lot of Pokemon run those. But defensive Mew can actually wall a lot of things. He gets access to Ice Beam because Lando. Will-O-Wisp is a good option. Soft-boiled is a really fantastic option for recovery. Though he does get Roost as well. I don't know what the difference between Roost and Soft-boiled is, personally. But uh, it gets rid of his flying typing if he uses Roost. (laughs) (laughs) And then he also has Defog and Stealth Rock uh, in that other slot. And then 240 HP, 156 defense, and 112 speed. That 112 speed, if I'm not mistaken... Allows Mew to actually outspeed things. Um, uh, Let's see. It allows him to outspeed, I think, Lando T to some extent. Yeah, it allows him to outspeed uh, Lando T and Zygarde, actually. So he can outspeed both of them and hit him with an Ice Beam, which is important. Uh, He also has access to Willow, though, to neuter them. So that's also a good option. So run him Timid, obviously, as well. So you can make sure you get the most out of that speedy V so you can still be super bulky. But no, there's a super offensive one that you can run too because Munium Z isn't banned in OU and it's fantastic. So we all yeah. hate Psychic Terrain from Tapu Lele. What if Mew could set up Psychic Terrain? Well, he can While with hitting Mutium you Z. hard
1: in the face. Yeah.
2: yeah. Munium Z allows him to use... It's Genesis Supernova. It's yeah. uh, based on Psychic. It's a giant move. It hits you real hard like a truck. If you're, especially if you're running a modest Mew with 252 special attack. You can just hit him with Mewtwo Z that and then you also get rid of the priority, which is fantastic. Not to mention, he gets access to both Rock Polish and Nasty Plot because those were both TMs at one point or TMs or tutors at one point. So you, you can double dance with Mew, which is fantastic. So you can get two times speed and then two times special attack. Hit him with Munium Z. They can't hit you back. And then you can just destroy them with your other more slot. He gets access to Aura Sphere, Fire Blast, Ice Beam, whatever you want. Just destroy things. Just destroy them. So yeah, that's a that's a really good way for Mew to go. Like Especially if you get the setup. Setup is fantastic. Like You could get up on something like Ferrothorn and just kind of really mess it up.
0: You know, that's a scary thing. You don't know which kind of Mew you're going against. Exactly. Like, you literally don't know. Exactly. Also, have, feel free to come up with your own Mew
2: sets. I mean, there's plenty of other options to go with here. So many different options to go with for Mew.
1: Absolutely. Like, if your team, like, doesn't have a terrible weakness to Dark or Bug, and you just need a certain combination of moves on your team, and, I mean, why would you need something different than a Mew?
2: Exactly. You can get
1: Mew. Mm-hmm.
2: It's fantastic. It's so see. solid. Oh, man, I don't remember if, there, if this is still in rotation or not. I'm looking for TCG because Mew has had some really good cards in the TCG ever since it's beginning. Uh, however, I do not. Act- oh, my gosh. I don't think there's been a new Mew in a while. Uh, oh, no, there's two Mews that are still in rotation, but they're both about to be rotated out. Oh, wait, no, there was a Shining Legends Mew as well. Um, So let me actually there was a Shining Mew. And then we have the Mew from Fates Collide, which I think is more prominent than the Mew from Evolutions. Uh, so, Shining Mew isn't actually that great. Uh, for 30 HP, which is awful, especially down in the meta, you can, for one Psychic Energy, look up, use Legendary Guidance, which allows you to search your deck for two energy cards and then attach them to any Pokemon in your deck, Then you shuffle them the way you like. However, there's Pokemon that let you do that like Vika Volt for free with, via an ability, so I wouldn't I don't think Mew's great for that, the Shiny Mew card. However, the Mew card that I think is fantastic is the one from Fates Collide, where he gets the ability Memories of Dawn, which allows him to use any of the attacks of your basic Pokemon in play. This card's seen a lot of play, whether it be in a Passimian deck. It's also been in, uh, not Passimian, but also in Night March, if anybody can remember two years ago in the TCG meta and how Night March was awful. It was yeah. a big component of the Night March, which still shows up as expanded every once in a while. So you can... these That's an impressive card. It's a really good card. If you can get your hands on the face, Collide Mew, it's a decent card. Um, you can also uh, use uh, Encounter for Colorless Energy, uh, which lets you shuffle your deck for a Pokemon, choose your deck for a Pokemon, reveal it, and put your hand. But that's that's unnecessary. You don't even need this card, that attack. You just put it on the bench, or put it in the, uh, the attack spot, and... Let it use attacks of other Pokemon that rely on those Pokemon being on the bench. Boom. I just I just blew everybody's mind. There's also a Mew EX that I think was also in rotation at the same time that could do very similar things. So take that for what you will.
1: You know, Mew is one of those by now few Pokemon who have a lot of interest in trivia. And I think we should mention some of it.
2: Okay, go for it.
1: My favorite piece is in Super Smash Bros. Mew has a chance of one out of 151 to appear. In Super Smash Bros. Melee, it's one out of 251. And in Brawl, it's one out of 493. (laughs) It's Uh, nice, right?
2: Yeah. They're actually paying attention. It's too good. Yeah. Uh, he ter- returns to the one for Wii U and 3DS and rarely comes out of any Pokeball, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, no, he does have a lot of different stuff. I mean, he was the big thing in Pokemon Snap. I mean, that was... Maybe it was that. Maybe there's just like so much in the franchise that revolved around mythical Pokemon that you just don't see today. And that's something that needs to happen. Yeah. Because if you remember, it was in he was in Pokemon Snap as a thing. Uh, they hyped mm-hmm. him up in there. I mean, Manaphy was kind of hyped up as well. If you remember the Pokemon Ranger games, mm. because that's how you got it. Even you got like this random egg. And there was an extra mission for it. I think that would be really cool. I would like to see mythical Pokemon just kind of start to hit the side games. I mean, they're kind of trying to do that, I think, with Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Go. Yeah, now.
1: by selling you a Pokeball Plus.
2: By selling me a Pokeball Plus and making me go. No, I don't think it's not with the Pokeball Plus. The Muse with the yes. Pokeball Plus. But the mm-hmm. new, the new mythical Pokemon, what I assume will be mythical
1: oh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah.
2: In Pokemon, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee.
1: The Gen uh, Eight Magirna.
2: Yeah, pretty much Gen Eight Magirna. We'll know if there's like eight spikes on its head, and, <laughs> and that's that's how we'll actually know.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are two other pieces of trivia that I really like.
2: Go for it. Like
1: the only way to legitimately obtain a shiny Mew. Is via the old C map on a Japanese copy of Pokemon Emerald. Mm
0: -hmm. Good
1: luck, Shiny Hunters. And then Mew was the first Pokemon trademark ever registered and was the first Pokemon trademark ever applied for. Like the application for the copyright of Mew was submitted in 1990. And it was granted in 1994, (laughs) which is like three years. Actually, mm-hmm. almost four years before the granted copyright of Pocket Monster itself. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
2: No, I love it, man. This is this is fantastic. I I think Mew is like the perfect example of what we want. Just get me super hyped. They only had one too. You don't need three mythical Pokemon, though. I guess that helps me get into GameStop for some reason. And <laughs> but you can definitely uh go and just like there's just so much lore that even we make up like that's the beauty of pokemon like i say every time it's the head cannon. that's pokemon pokemon's all about the truck, the personal head cam. the
1: deto being a failed clone of mew yep i
2: love that one exactly i think that's something that just needs to come back but i think that's going to be it for the pokemon in the episode guys we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag where we're going to read your mailbag remarks from last week so let's kick it on over to the mailbag
0: It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail.
2: And welcome to the Mailbag. The Mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we will be giving the Green Tauros badge roll to anybody we deem worthy for starting a good discussion. So last week, we just wanted to know from you guys, what was uh, what was your favorite part of E3? Now, of course, if you're new to the show, this is the segment where we li- read listener emails. You can, of course, be part of the conversation by joining us at at gmail.com and just... Talking to us about Pokemon. We don't care what any questions you have for us, for the community, anything. We're totally happy to discuss them and bring up concepts that you guys have, because you guys definitely come up with some really cool stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. I would also like to. uh, Yeah. So this week we asked you guys what your favorite part of E3 was, and I'm looking forward to see what Ten Little Men and Andrew have to say about that. So let's let's get to it, man. Let's uh, so the first one is from Ten Little Men and Whimsicott. You've got this one
1: yeah, my favorite 10 Canadians. How'd you do, Thatch and his puggled crew? Channel Little Man has returned once again to kinda ignore the mailbag question. For E3, my favorite game is hands-down Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but I don't really have much insightful to say about it. Therefore we shall once again dive into the nostalgia pool of outdated mechanics that I inexplicably miss. So last night like Ascentine I talked about how I kinda miss HMs, but upon further review I think I just missed the time when Pokemon had bad movesets. While the wonderfully expensive movesets we have now are almost definitely better, there was a special kind of charm in the movesets of older games. My favorite examples of this are probably Gligar and Corsola in Gold, Silver and Crystal. Gligar had much better stats in typing than Corsola, but Gligar's complete lack of decent moves makes Corsola a much better Pokemon to actually use in game. Unfortunately, I feel that older Pokemon games typically gave the best movesets to the best Pokemon anyways. Giving Butterfree Quiver Dance doesn't really matter when you give a million better Pokemon Quiver Dance as well. I would love to see a Pokemon stadium mask balancing system when weaker Pokemon lines get stronger and more diverse movesets. But what do you all think? Do you also miss the classic days of no decent stab attacks? 20 normal flip-flops, 10 little men moved away.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I understand that nostalgia, especially if you play the virtual console games, but I think that's kind of where it should stay. Yeah. Yeah, back there. Because we've got so many cool moves. I get more satisfaction out of my Pokemon, my starter Pokemon knowing a stab attack right out the gate than I do from just smacking tackle a bajillion times. Also, there's nothing more frustrating in the world than looking for a Heracross in Pokemon Gold and Silver and then catching it finally and being like, yeah, it's going to be sweet. Now I have a cool fighting type Pokemon and realizing that Heracross learns no fighting type moves outside of counter. Oh, no. And it just it breaks your heart. I mean, you can teach him Rock Smash, but it still breaks your heart.
1: Oh, my goodness. If you haven't taught Rock Smash to anything else, by the time you catch Heracross, you can.
2: It just hurts. It just hurts your soul.
1: Oh, wait. Is Rock Smash a TM in Gen 2? Yes, it, it is. It is a TM.
2: It is a TM. I was,
1: uh, but I you can wrong. actually
2: purchase it. Somebody showed me I was wrong, and you can purchase it. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So you can anyway
1: it. yeah bad movesets. I I don't know like even in Gen one there are some Pokemon that honestly only make any kind of sense to use only if you blow all of your TMs on them yeah so I don't know I guess I guess it's all good because Naufflux hadn't been invented back then.
0: <laughs> but, but,
1: but now that most people like to like nuzlock old games, it's painful, man. It's really mm-hmm. painful.
2: That's true. What about you, Maximus? What do you think about that?
0: Well nostalgia. We're all we're all old enough, I you we know from the beginning pretty much, even though that may have been our first games. It just we just gotta take things in perspective, honestly. You gotta realize that there are some people that are new to the games and there are people who didn't grow up all the games like we did, but I guess it's fine as long as they don't go overboard with it. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess, I guess my problem with it now is that like, remember when the first few Pokemon from Alula were announced and we thought stakeout as an ability was broken and Gamshoot <laughs> was going to break OU? you.
2: Okay, I didn't think Gumshoes was going to break OU. I just thought it was an interesting ability and hope more things got it. And that just exactly. never happened. Because I would yeah. never expect Radicate to break the meta.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's just... You get some cool concepts and then you make Pokemon that are intentionally broken. Like, look at Laurentis. Yeah. Laurentiis gets Contrary as its most interesting ability. And oh, good, it's like superior 2.0, contrary leaf. So, sur- no, Laurentis is a physical attacker.
2: Yes, <laughs> this is true.
1: You make Pokemon that are so cool in design and concept, and then you make them so broken and useless that you can't even begin to start thinking about using them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what they they should have gave it chlorophyll because especially with that move of his,
1: Solar Blade, yeah, Solar yeah. Blade chlorophyll. That I just, I just every single time I look at Laurentis, I think, honestly, like it's the Mandela effect all over again. I think Laurentis has chlorophyll because why wouldn't it?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. All right, let's move on to this next email
0: though from Andrew. This is all you, Maximus. Roger that. Hey, Thatch and Co. Andrew here. I just got into your podcast a couple of months ago, and I have a lot of fun listening. You're a fun bunch. My favorite part of E3 had to be Destiny 2 and Smash Bros. Destiny showed off a really cool new mode that combines the cooperative aspects of the game, like killing enemies and bosses as a team, and the competitive parts as well. I'm really eager to see how the the plays along with the new weapons and the things they're adding to the game. I can't imagine there's too many Destiny fans that listen in, but that was definitely a highlight for me. Smash is going to be amazing too. With air dodging and dodge, dodge fatigue implemented, I can see the skill ceiling on this one being higher than the Wii U and 3DS release. Plus, there's a new little feature they're adding. Haven't heard too many people talking about it. But having every single fighter ever, it's going to be big. Going to have to get me a GameCube adapter before it launches. (laughs) Ha, still got mine. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) That's going to be a thing. Uh, Thanks for the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, those are two things that are going to be gone at Christmas
2: time. The GameCube adapters for the Switch... And the Pokeball Go Plus, those are those are just gonna be gone. If you can try to get a hold of one before then, but they're just gonna be gone. There are some cool like third party GameCube adapters though; they actually do pretty well. There's one that's like actually it's like got art on it, like it looks like a little GameCube. It's kind of cute.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> isn't that adorable? But yeah, all right. So if you uh, want to email us next week, you could do so at gmail.com letting us know why, how you think we could fix mythical Pokemon. I'm kind of curious to see what they have to say. Maybe they can come up with something better than Rotom Dex. So I, I want to hear how you guys want to fix mythical Pokemon, and you can send that pucklepodcast to po- gmail.com with that response, and we'll probably read it on the show next week. So definitely do that. We want to hear from you guys. We love hearing from you guys. So please do not fear. We would love to hear from you. So green Taurus roll. Do we want to give it to anybody? Um, Tell a little
1: man already has it, I think.
2: Does he really? So- okay. So Andrew, hey, thanks for sending an email in. <laughs> You're going to get the green Taurus badge roll. Good for you, man.
1: I mean, it's not only by default. It was a good email. It was
2: actually a good email. I was a fan. He answered the question, and he actually talked about it. I'm, I'm excited that he's excited for something, right? Uh, I don't yeah. play Destiny personally because I don't play PS4 or anything. Or, Well, I guess it's not on the PS4. It's on other things as well. But I'm, I'm not into de- de- uh, Destiny. That's the word.
1: My well, siblings tell me it's very good.
2: Ah, well, they don't play Pokemon, so there's their problem.
1: My siblings totally play Pokemon. They just <laughs> refuse to play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon after having already played Sun and Moon. And they're not wrong in that. Uh-
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right. So that's going to be the end of the show today. You can check out all of the other awesome Puckle things by checking out our social medias. We've got Discord. And we've got Discord, which you can find a link to in the show notes where you can come and hang out with us during the week. Talk with us. Do other shenanigans. You can also check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those links are on PucklePodcast.com and in the show notes down below. You can also uh, find us at PuckleCon next month, Ju- July 21st and 22nd. We're going to be doing that. We're gonna also going to be doing a live podcast. I keep t- forgetting to tell people that. We're doing a live podcast where you will also have the opportunity to be able to talk with your uh, talk with everybody on the show. You can come up, ask us questions about anything you want to talk about. And you'll get your chance to have your uh have your five minutes of fame on the internet on a podcast. Hosted by me, maybe by me. I don't know. Maybe I'll let maybe I'll let somebody else host and I'll just like hang out in the background. But we will all be there, so definitely check us out at PuckleCon. If you want more of my face and maybe even Jushiro's face, you should follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast and if you'd like to financially support the show, you could do so by using your Twitch Prime membership there at Twitch. But you could also check out all the cool t-shirts we have at Tee Public, including a PuckleCon design for PuckleCon 2018. And if you want to directly support the show, you could do so at Patreon. We are going to be doing a live show next weekend for that. So if you guys want to come be on a show that's going to be published on our feed, you could definitely come and check out the Puckle Live next week, June, June 30th at, I believe... I need to solidify this time. It'll be on Patreon solidified, but I'm thinking sometime around 11 a.m. Eastern. You can come hang out. It'll be live on Twitch for everybody else to listen to, but only you will be able to be on it. Yeah. Wow. I know. That is
1: actually kind of exciting.
2: Right? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to be a patron to be able to get on, but you can be a patron for as little as a dollar, a dollar a month.
1: I am a patron, so I can get excited about it.
2: (laughs) That's true. All right, so that is everything I wanted to talk about today. So we can go ahead and leave the show. So I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus.
1: And I am the Focus Limsy Good.
2: And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we would like to thank our patrons for making the show possible. So, thank you to Declan, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, V for Viking, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Mongo87, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosifis, Alverin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude9, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc McSteffles, Nathan, the Golden Clefkey, Uncle Oshawat, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Bird Keeper, Cobra, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Bob, Sparky, Brian, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Block, Dennis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark Inferno235 and the Real EV for supporting the show. We are going to be doing a live podcast with you guys here on June 30th. So mark your calendars for that one, guys. We'll be doing a live podcast that morning. More details to come at Patreon.com. Of course, if you want your name listed at the end of the show, you can go ahead and go to Patreon.com and also get access to a bunch of other perks. It's going to be great. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.